Hello. 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 <laughs> I'm so excited. I am so, so excited that we are actually recording this finally. This has been um, something we've been waiting to do for so long. And even just hitting the record button was like, like, pinch me. Is this yeah. really happening? Like, pinch <laughs> me. This, there's, there's no way it's finally time. But welcome to the very first episode of our podcast, Dreamers. Our dreamers, right? Yeah. 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 Our, our happy dreamers. So my name is Natalie. I'll start by introducing myself. Yes. And I'm Liv. And it's so, so exciting to be here. And yeah, we've been waiting forever to finally do this. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, so, just so excited. My anxiety is on a high right yes, now. Yes. But, you know, hopefully the nerves will go away as yes. we, you know, talk to you guys more and record more. And, you know, it's just, it's a big deal because, it's you know, massive. this is a project. Yeah. It's a project we've been waiting to put out for so long. And, it's just it's exciting and nerve-wracking all at once yes but yeah so today we want to tell you guys you know obviously how happy dreamers started you know why it came about like purpose behind how me and Liv met yeah yeah that'll be a cute story maybe a little bit about us and you know maybe other things that we'll discuss as you know the episodes go by and as they come forth. So do you want to start with talk? Because, you know, I'm here with Liv doing this podcast. Yes. But Happy Dreamers is Liv's baby. This is her yeah. business. So I want her to tell you guys, you know, everything you need to know about Happy Dreamers. So, yeah, take the floor. I actually think I might cry. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, it's very emotional, but. Happy Dreamers. Happy. I had the logo about a year ago, um, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it, but I knew I wanted to have a small business. It's always been my dream to have a small business. And it basically did a 360 when I lost my brother. And I'm not going to dive too deep into it because that's another episode that we will dive deep. Mm -hmm. So after he passed... I kind of made it like my life goal to create this business for people who are struggling with mental health, who feel like they're alone. I have dealt with mental health. I have anxiety, depression. So I know exactly what it feels like. And I know how, how just alone you feel. So I wanted to create this business and especially this podcast so people just don't feel like they're alone. Totally. She's like great person, great people. <laughs> But yeah, it's, you know, this is like specifically the podcast is hopefully going to be a safe space for other people that can relate to, um, you know, maybe things that we deal with or struggle with or um, even things we don't maybe personally struggle with, but, you know, also things that need to be talked about. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, um, discussed because, you know, there's a stigma around and, and again, not going to dive too deep into it, but like, you know, the perfect example is like mental health stemming in men. Yes. And, you know, that's a whole conversation in itself. And it's almost like it's almost not allowed. It's yeah. really ridiculous. It's not and talked about. No, it's not talked about enough. And it's not talked about being allowed enough. So, you know, that's like the perfect example right there. We hope to just, you know, break down all those walls and talk about things that might be uncomfortable 
and talk about things that just do need to be talked about and need to be said. So just that safe space where um, and we hope eventually you guys can chime in and tell us what you want us to talk about and what you want to hear and, you know, things that, you know, maybe would something that would make you feel better to hear like, okay, you know, these people understand this and that, that I've never had the chance to discuss with anyone else that understood, you know, even though we may be total strangers right now, you know, hopefully down the line, you guys can see us as individuals you can really relate to and feel close to us. So, you know, that's the purpose of this podcast. And, you know, like Liv said, of course, it was something tragic that happened in her life when her brother passed away, but she's making something positive out of it. And he struggled himself with, you know, his mental health struggles and, and, you know, problems. And it's almost like it makes you think, like, did he have, did he have um, a safe space or an environment like this or like what we're hoping to create where he could feel comfortable enough to let it out. And again, he's a man and it's, it's almost like, it's just so crazy to even say, but it's the sad reality. It's, it's like really almost not allowed. Mm -hmm. And especially, you know, you guys will learn more about him when, you know, we'll probably will dedicate an episode to that. Maybe Liv will take that one on herself. Yeah. Um, Because you guys will get episodes where we're just talking ourselves, mostly Liv. (laughs) Mostly Liv. She'll take like her episodes here and there where she'll just um, come on herself. Yes, but we'll definitely do some together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, this is our podcast. So even though Happy Dreamers is Liv's baby, I'm so happy to say this is our podcast. So yes. This is our baby. Yes. She'll she'll be coming on sometimes by herself. Who knows? Maybe sometimes I'll come on myself too, you know? (laughs) But anyway, you know, when she gets on by herself, maybe that'll be a good time to just talk to you guys more in depth about like her brother and everything. You guys can get to know him because he is still here with us. He's still with her every day. And so Mm -hmm. I'm sure she'd be happy to tell you guys all about him. And that'll be something we can talk about too. Yes. But yeah, and you know, other things we we could discuss is just grief as a whole. Yes. Um, So many different ways people deal with their grief or show their grief. And again, like it's sometimes scary to think like i i'm dealing with it this way like and then yeah, my family everybody deals with it differently my family's dealing with it this way or these people are dealing with it this way what's the matter with me why am i yeah you know and i think it's important to to say that it comes in all shapes and sizes absolutely you know and, and you go through all the phases at different times like sometimes you'll be angry the next day you're sad the next day you're in, in denial so it doesn't go straight through the stages like how I used to think it went. It's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster of yeah. emotions 24-7. Exactly. Exactly. Obviously, you don't know until you're in it. Yes. And it's not something anyone can prepare themselves for, obviously. Sadly, not. But, you know, for the people that unfortunately have to go through it and experience it, I feel like when we discuss that and we have that episode out, it'll be a good one to tune into obviously if you've you know are dealing with that or are going through that so that's something that'll be out there that we'll discuss do you want to dive do you want to dive in on how we met oh my god that's a good one okay hold on <laughs> let me just start off by saying <laughs> i have the worst memory of probably any human being that's ever existed on the face of the planet so <laughs> So the way I remember it, it may not be the way that it actually was or the way that Liv remembers it. I 
we'll, we'll but hey i think it'll be fun to i think it'll be fun to both give our versions of how we met each other because okay let me just start off by saying it goes way back my friends way, it goes way back. way back and i think i can remember how we first met and also let me just say which i'm sure most people and friends can relate to how we met and how we became good friends i think may have been in two different periods of time yes so i mean obviously we can both agree we met in elementary school yes we went to the same elementary school yes and funny enough right you came in first grade yeah i did yeah, i came to that school in first grade as well i don't believe we had the same teacher no because no. we would have remembered each other but yeah. we came to the school uh in the same grade which is coincidental and i remember seeing Liv in school Stop. yeah oh my god it's so sad i remember seeing you too it's so sad because Liv lives right next to that elementary school she still lives like right down the street from yes. it so i can't imagine how nostalgic it is to like <laughs> pass the school all it's the time insane. it's insane because now we're like in our mid-20s and we're like oh my god yeah we're like not oh my god it's insane to think about <laughs> We're not babies anymore. No. Yeah, we're not babies anymore. And we were there at one point and now we're grown up and it's just life is crazy. Life is so crazy. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. So we met in elementary school for sure. Franklin Elementary School in New Jersey. I want to say we became friends in middle school. Yes. Is that what you remember too? Yeah, okay. I would say like, I think sixth grade. Sixth grade. No, there's no question about it because... Yeah. I, we knew grade. about each other yes. and then we didn't really become, become like friends. friend friends until Close sixth grade. Yeah. Yes. So I know that's definitely true because in the seventh grade, I got sent to like an alternative program. Yes. So I know we had to yeah, become friends before sixth I grade. left to that program. Yep. It's so funny that we're like trying to remember it now. <laughs> you would think it's we would have rehearsed sense. this or, rem or tried to remember this before the episode, but... So yeah, it was definitely in sixth grade um, that we became friends, friends. And yeah, obviously it feels like a lifetime ago. It feels like another like Li life universe. Yeah, it's so crazy to think about. And just the different kinds of people we were then too. It's insane. Babies. It's insane. Yeah, babies, babies. And oh my God, I'm trying to think in sixth grade, you're how old? I think you're like 12, right? I think so. I mean, point is, it was definitely like over 10 years. 13 something like around that. that age okay so my younger sibling is i think you're like 12 yeah i may be wrong guys <laughs> but i think you're like 12 and i know regardless it was definitely over 10 years ago yes which is the bigger part of it <laughs> oh my God. who knows if it was 13 years 14 years that 11 12 old. but it was definitely over 10 years ago which is oh my gosh <laughs> it makes me feel old what is life <laughs> what is life i know what is life so that was so long ago but yeah it's fate it's fate that we are still friends to this day yeah you know i myself am a mommy now and my daughter loves live so obviously oh, she so knows cute. she knows she's like oh this is mommy's <laughs> longtime friend i i love her she just you know gets so excited when live is around and it's just crazy life is crazy it was so long ago but again it was it's fate that we are still in each other's lives because a lot of times when you have childhood friends, it doesn't last into yes. adulthood because, yes. and I feel like because you guys kind of, well, in most cases, you kind of just, change as people. Yep. And you drift. And you drift. Yes. Like that's just a normal thing. I think you drift as friends, but also I think the effort is what matters because yes, if you don't be there, yeah, yeah, if you don't put the effort in, you will, you, you know, you lose people like that, mm -hmm. you know, people just without you realizing they, they 
leave your life like like it's nothing and you know you move forward and you you go to different schools and you you know you go to different you have different jobs and whatever the case and you don't realize that you just stop talking to that person and over time yes. you're like you look back and you're like oh my god i haven't seen this person you know you find each other on instagram or whatever and you're like oh my god i haven't seen this person in like five years ten yeah. years and you know maybe you like each other's photos or whatever but it's not the same thing so you know different. like it's weird it's yeah it's really weird it's really weird but again that that in those cases there was obviously no effort put in Yes. And I feel really happy that we're not that case. Yeah. <laughs> we put the effort in to still be in each other's lives to this day. And I'm so grateful for it. And especially because, you know, I see so many big things for Liv coming her way. Even though there's bad things that have happened in her life, she found a way to make it into something positive. Yeah. So I feel so blessed to be able to witness that. And I know that like she's told me she's was happy to see me become a mommy and just even though we're in kind different of different stages, places yeah, yeah different stages in our lives doesn't like interfere or interrupt with our friendship which I love that yeah. I love that I think that just means the love is there yeah. the love is strong the love is there and it's meant to be so yeah that that's how we met that's how we but again like I said even though we met in elementary school we became closer friends in middle school yes um and then we also became much closer yes in high school that's when yes. we reconnected yes 100 percent. like so and like vividly. after yeah and like after i just feel like over time it got stronger and stronger which is so interesting but yeah i feel like which is not always the case and i love that that's our case yes but i feel like as time went by relationship just got stronger and stronger until like now i mean now i think is the strongest yeah our friendships ever been our relationships ever been that Absolutely. there's no question about that so that's great that's beautiful yeah sometimes it's that way when you're younger yeah because i don't know for a number of reasons but in our case i know it's like now as strong as it's ever been which is beautiful yes i beautiful. have a question for you okay ask me do you remember the moment where you were like live is live is my friend like live is a good friend or like anything like that do you have oh, that's a good question because i know i know mine and i think i've told you this <laughs> i think i told you this a number of times girl you know i don't remember that you oh know okay well, i don't even remember you. what okay, i had so for dinner yesterday so we were in middle school and there was a carnival in town and okay. it was me you and my mom i know what carnival you're talking about yes. they still do it to this very day every yes, single I haven't year been in ages but there was this roller coaster or like some type of ride and I didn't want to go on it, but I think you wanted to go on it. This and sounds so accurate. Yeah. And you were like, I'm like an adrenaline junkie. So I, I think, believe I don't it. know what the scenario was, but you were like, Liv, if you do it, like I'll go with you. And that right there was like, you know what? This is my bitch. She cares about me. Yeah. She she we'll die together. Me. Yep. That <laughs> I, was, that was my moment. I was like, you know what? She's a ride or die. I remember the carnival vividly. And now that you're telling me this, I'm like slowly getting like the image in my head of us at the carnival. Like, I, I have to be so honest. I don't remember that specific. <laughs> okay. us getting on the ride. But first of all, that's always the case. You I, know? Remember I barely feeling. remember. I remember that feeling. Yeah. Well, I totally believe it because <laughs> I'm big on like roller coasters and yes. I love the adrenaline craziness. And I feel like that's one of the best, most beautiful things about our friendship. Is like an, in a lot of cases, in a lot of instances, I'll like pull you out of your shell. Yes. And then you're there with me because yes. I feel like the comfort's there. Yes. Like we'll try it together. We'll be okay because we're doing it together. Yeah. You that's know? what I love about our friendship so, yes. so much. So I totally believe that. And 
if I if I had to think about it, I would say to me, which I always tell you, yeah, I there was a sense of like hominess in your home that I've never yeah. felt in my own home. Probably for many reasons. We won't get into that now. <laughs> we will eventually. You Another guys, will, you guys will know about all the trauma down the line. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but yeah, in your home, every time I'd go to Liv's house, I don't know what the hell it was, but it was just so warm and like, okay, so she had a playroom, which was so devastating when her mom eventually turns it into <laughs> oh like God, a, oh, it's like an office now. No, like a it was, it was like storage an office. space yeah. kind of thing now. I guess makes sense. She grew up and, yeah, you know, they're not going to keep it as I a little kid. Yeah, they're not going to keep it once she's you know older. But it was like the saddest thing ever when the playroom wasn't the playroom anymore. Yeah. But, you know, she was the, the princess of the family. I was the so baby, you guys, can, you guys. You guys can only imagine the way this playroom was pimped out. Let me just say, <laughs> no, let me just say like... You would have really thought you just walked into a Disney store. Like, <laughs> she had every single DVD, like Disney. Yes, I was VCR. very big on That's Disney. what they were called, right? VCR? Yes. Or tapes, whatever. The tapes, Disney tapes, yeah. movies, whatever. She had every single one you can think of. <laughs> like, this shelf of them. And yes. then she had the TV in the playroom so we could pop any movie in there we wanted to see. There was also, like, things to play with. Yeah, so a bunch of toys. Like, toys. A bunch, a bunch of, toys of toys and all that. And... I had it like was... a little table. Yes, the table. The oh my god, it's like coming in my head. Right, I'm just it's like, like picturing slowly... it. It was purple. It was like a lavender yes. or like a lilac purple. Gosh, yes. And I had those fairy like sticky things on the on the yes. ceiling that glowed in the dark. You could tell she was the only girl. Yeah. There's no question about that. My fan and... was multicolored. Yes. <gasps> Do you remember? Stop it. Right, the it's slowly fan... coming back. The fan, that was the most nostalgic thing I felt all day. I just, my... just pictured the fan in my head and I just can't believe I just forgot that detail. Yeah. That was a crucial detail. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, point is, obviously, when we'd go to her house, we'd mainly spend time in the playroom. And she had a, a phase where she was obsessed with M&Ms. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she'd always come in the room with a jar, not oh a God, fucking bag, not a bag. Not a little thing, a jar. I'm talking like a big mason jar of M and M's, and she liked the ones, not the ones with the peanuts in it, just yes, the small chocolate. Yeah, yes. not the ones with the peanuts in it. The Are you allergic ones. to peanuts? I kind of am. Yeah, okay. I've never had it in my life. Okay, so I asked because I like the ones with peanuts more. You kind of got me hooked on those, <laughs> like because it Cause just so good. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, and I was such a chubby kid, so you can imagine. Like <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, she got the goodies at her house. Yeah. <laughs> and then another thing she always had on deck was the salt and vinegar chips. <gasps> Throwback to that middle is still, school, because yeah. oh, that's yeah. when I first fell in love with salt yeah. and vinegar chips. That was that like our like on, our on go acid. to, uh, yeah. Literally. It's like acid burning your lips, <laughs> but it burns so good. <laughs> so that was another one of our like signature snacks. And like when I think of those two like things that she would bring from the kitchen, and we'd pop a movie in the VCR, and like we'd hang out in there. Like it just like is a beautiful memory of my childhood. I don't have a lot of like really memorable memories from my childhood, but I always think of that and like being in the playroom with Liv and being in her home. And I knew that like I wanted to be around her more because of the feeling she gave me, the feeling I felt being in her house, the feeling I felt like being around her. It was like when you know, you know. 
when you yeah. have a friend that you have that feeling with, like, it's just, I can't even describe it or put it in words. But if you know, you know, I'm sure anyone and everyone listening, like, that has their person, their be- one of the, you know, best friends that they're thinking of as I'm telling you this and you're, that person's popping in your head, like, that's the feeling I'd have. So even though it wasn't a specific moment, to yes. answer your question... <laughs> It wasn't a specific one moment, but I feel like, like anytime, yeah, anytime we'd go to your house and be there, like in your playroom, yeah, it was like an indescribable feeling of yeah. like, okay, this this girl ha- just she has to be my friend because if she's <laughs> if she gets taken away from me and I don't have this friend anymore, then where am I going to get the homey feeling from? Yeah. Like, where am I going to get the comfort from? You know, because I wasn't necessarily feeling it at home at the time so it was a nice escape to be somewhere where it felt like a home and it really felt like just so warm like it felt warm being there like with you and in your home so yeah i think that would be my answer it's so funny the different the difference in our answers is hilarious no because that just shows you the way we are as people yes (laughs) because again like i don't i don't really remember the carnival but i remember the feeling and i was like i was so I was literally having an anxiety attack. I did not want to go. But you were like, no, bitch, like, I'm coming with you. Like, we're doing this together. And I was like, okay, I'm not alone in this. Why has our lives never changed? (laughs) 20 years later. Literally, literally. Like, you try this shot, I'll drink it with you. Even though I hate tequila, but you do it, I'll do it. It's like that ride or die. It's such a, like, you do it, I'll do it. Yes. (laughs) You need that in every function. No, you really do. Yeah. If you you don't have that. Yes. Go find it. find it or force it on one of your friends yeah because <laughs> that is a yes, must it is in your life it is a must 100 percent, 100 percent. oh I, I was just gonna say but then we started rambling on so i <laughs> forgot i lost it but when you were like saying you don't necessarily remember the like carnival. everything about the carnival like yeah. that day but you remember the feeling like literally same yes like i like i said i have the worst memory ever and Liv constantly has to remind me of things that just happened. I was literally like her mom for like a couple of years. I was like, did you drink water? Have you yes. eaten? It's very true. Are you studying? Very like, true. I was like a mom. Or like, do you remember when this happened? And I'm like, must have been somebody else. She's like, bitch. And she <laughs> you were there. Yeah, you were definitely there. Like, here's the video. Here's the proof. Or here's the picture, text, whatever. And then like then slowly it'll come back to me but anyway point is yeah point is like (laughs) you know the same same thing with that your playroom and your home in general because like the feeling like i'll never forget that even though i don't remember specific moments in the room like you could say like remember that one time we played with this toy in there remember this one time we did this and there's no way in hell i'd remember remember that that yeah i wouldn't remember but no again like just the feeling as a whole like that i could never forget so i love that we remember that that was a great question i think so (laughs) so people can get to know us more in our uh, friendship that was a great question absolutely great one Anyway, like I started <laughs> saying in the beginning, yes, you know, this was in the works, I mean, not necessarily in the works, but like a, an idea that we had for, a while. for, I think it's been a couple months, right? Yeah. Maybe a couple months. And all this things down to like the day that we released it, yes. um, the things we talk about and all those things were like really important to us, which is why it took a while for us to actually come about putting an episode out and just getting it out there. Because, you know, like the release date where you guys will be listening, you know, hopefully today. Yeah. Because <laughs> you guys will be hearing this today on the 28th of October. Yes. You know, there's a 
meaning behind it if you want to tell them yes so october 28th is the 11th month mark of my brother passing so he passed in november 28th of 2022 so that is the significance about this launch date and you know it being the the one year anniversary next month of his passing that'll probably be a really intimate episode and not that we know exactly 100% what the topic will be in that episode. It will definitely be surrounding him and we'll organize eventually. But what happened on the 28th is why we wanted to release it on the 28th of this month. And originally we were supposed to do last month, the 28th. (laughs) And we had some serious technical difficulties, which will not be mentioned. Yeah, guys will probably think, oh my God, these amateurs. If you knew, (laughs) if you only knew, but it didn't happen. Yeah. Point is, it didn't happen. So it's okay. Everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. I am a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. Yes. I think there was a reason we were meant to put it out this month. And hopefully, we can have new episodes for you guys um, every two weeks. So, you know, I hope that you guys come on this journey with us and you enjoy having conversations with us. We hope that you guys engage with us and tell us what you want to hear. Yes, and you, please. You know, please, please let and, us know. Yeah, please. Because, you know, even though we have a lot that we want to talk about. Yes. Um, you know, the, the point of this podcast is to create a safe community and we hope you guys feel a part of that community. We hope that you guys feel connected to us. Um, maybe not right off the bat today. Maybe it'll take a couple episodes. Maybe it'll take some time, time, Yeah, which is understandable. I'm sure we have a lot of strangers listening to this and yeah. nice to meet you guys Hi. and <laughs> i hope we're great friends in the near future that you guys feel comfortable enough to engage with us and tell us what you want to hear what you want to talk about and be totally honest be nice yes i want to say that off the bat be nice be kind. please because <laughs> we don't want any negativity no um any negativity with happy dreamers at all we hope to have just entirely a positive safe hopeful space yes for anyone who can relate to the things we talk about or even the things we go through and you know i hope that this is something you guys are excited to listen to every two weeks you know new episode pops up you get the notification and you guys are excited to hear from us that's my hope I hope you guys um, take something away from what we talk about. I hope you guys can relate to the things we talk about. I hope you guys can relate to us as individuals. And yeah, there's so much exciting stuff to come. So I'm not going to give away too much, but just know (laughs) there's a lot of exciting things. Lots and lots and lots to come. Exciting ideas we have in our heads. And oh my God, it's just so like I could explode. (laughs) (laughs) I can cry. I I could explode. I could cry. I could do all that at the same time. Just thinking about all that's to come and, you know, the ideas we have that we will hopefully bring to life. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. And tuning in. To our friends and family tuning in, we love you. Yes. Thank you. Please, please. We would appreciate a rating, a comment. Yes. Any kind of interaction would be we would be so grateful for. We hope for honesty. If you guys want to hear more of something or less of something, let us know. Tell us, you yeah. know, be honest. Like Natalie talks too much. We want to hear more from it. <laughs> uh, it's all good. I get it. <laughs> it's always been like that because you're more extroverted, and I'm so yes. introverted. Yes, which is why I love our little podcast because it's yes. like we're just conversating with each other. It feels like even though you know we know that we have people listening, but we're not necessarily in a room full of people. And maybe other individuals that could say that they uh, have anxiety or feel like they're introverted. 
can relate to. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you're someone that has a lot to say, but you feel like you're an anxious individual or you have anxiety or you feel like you're an introvert, consider doing a podcast because it's Honestly, so, yeah. yeah, it's so, it. it's so nice to have somewhere to talk where you could even, you know, be in a room by yourself and set up the environment the way you want and set the vibe, light a candle, yep. play your favorite music, have a drink if you want, whatever is your thing, whatever gets you in your mood, your vibe do it get to recording you know talk yeah. let it out i feel like this will be a great way to get to know live especially yes because great person great individual <laughs> <laughs> and i'm excited for you guys to get to know her on a personal level so yeah i just can't thank you guys enough for listening yes, thank you guys so so much this thank means so much the world to me both of us everyone that's been following for months oh my god everybody that thank knows about it yes before even release like Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. And engage with us, please. Let us know what you like and just please be nice. If you don't have something nice to say, please don't say it. We're fine. Treat people with kindness. Yes. (laughs) Treat people with kindness. So we want to leave you guys with a question. If you want to comment or you want to send us a private message, maybe you don't feel comfortable putting it out there. That's fine too. But um, we want to know, how was your guys' mental health this week? What would you say, Liv? How was your mental health this week? Ooh, that's such a good question because I could barely remember the week as it is. <laughs> Today's Monday. So yeah. yeah, maybe you could think of some specifics. I would say, damn, that's a really, I'm like trying to think of like this week. As a whole, yeah. As a whole. Me too. So much happens Like every day week. pops into my head like as a different feeling. Yeah. So that's kind of a big question, but. I know. I guess maybe if you had better days as opposed to the bad days or vice versa if you had so many bad days only one or two good days you could kind of sum it up thinking of it that way i could start off then yeah um i think that i had a great week my mental health was at an all-time high because i'll just say it because my daughter you know (laughs) (laughs) she is the light of my life and you know it's it's really hard ever since she's been born to have a bad week bad moments bad like parts of my day maybe yeah but you know as a whole she has um brightened up my life in a way that i could never you know if there's any moms listening to this you know you already know (laughs) you know this week specifically i felt like i spent a lot of time with her and she just really helped me put help put me in a good headspace even when there were things that happened that you know may have put me down or I may have not felt the best. She was right right there to pick me up. And she is literally one in some change, guys. So that <laughs> says a lot. <laughs> She's so she, adorable. you know, I had I had a great week mental health-wise, definitely thanks to my daughter. So Yeah. Yeah. What what are you thinking? I, How was your week, your past week? It was a range of stressed, happy and excitement. Okay. I think work-wise, I was a little stressed out. I can but hear then that. I can hear that. When I was off, I was such in a good mood because I was whenever I'm off, I'm always working on happy dreamers. Yes. You can literally ask Natalie. I will be sending her voice notes, text messages. What about this? What about that? What about that? Constantly working on happy dreamers. So I'm always happy when I'm off because I can listen to music. I can go about my day, do my laundry, my hair, shower, all that good stuff. Take care of myself. And then excitement. For this, which is what we're doing right now. That's right. Is recording this podcast. The entire day at work today, I couldn't oh, even focus. I like, was so nobody excited. talked to me about money. 
<laughs> Even though I work in the accounts receivables department, <laughs> no one talked to me about money because all I'm thinking about is going home and recording this podcast yeah. and starting it off because, you so know, excited. this is our first intro episode, but um, like, you know, like we said, there's other one and, and we kind of just gave you guys the gist of our relationship, our friendship, happy dreamers. But as we dive into the other episodes, there'll be a lot more specific, narrowed down yes, topics absolutely. that we'll discuss, which we're really excited. Yeah. Really excited. Oh, yeah. This just is a teaser. teaser for you guys. It's a little spoiler. Something. <laughs> so, yeah. Now that we told you guys ours, let us know how your week was. How was your mental health this past week? What were your highs? What were your lows? Yes, that's a good question. Talk to us. Let us know. We want to know. We want to know how you guys were feeling and your mental state. And yeah, we can't wait. We can't wait to hear from you guys. We can't wait to engage with you guys to get to know you guys. Oh my God, this is just the most exciting thing that's ever happened <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Am I being too forward? I'm being honest. I'm being honest. <laughs> you agree, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. So Good. excited. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Please let us know. Let us know how, how your week was. Okay. What were your highs? What were your lows? Let us know. Yes. And we'll talk to you guys in two weeks yeah and if you follow us on our socials we'll link everything in the description so if you guys want to follow us on our social media keep up with what the next episode's going to be about yes uh when it's going to come out um time frame all that good stuff yeah. um, i would suggest you follow us we'll leave it we'll leave you with that <laughs> have a good rest of your day guys, Bye, guys. we'll see you next time Hi, friends. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, our dreamers, our happy dreamers. Yes. Oh, my God. Here we are. <laughs> episode, episode two. Dun, dun, dun. Crazy. Thank you guys so much for all the love on the first episode. Yes, we appreciate it so much. Thank you for all the reviews. Like, insane. It was so nice of people to engage like we asked and to give their feedback and to... Yes tell us you know we actually got a lot of people telling us what they think we should talk about next or things we could talk about down the line and that is so appreciated like the engagement is insane it's so oh my god it really and it really makes it feel so real yeah it does like wow we have a real podcast guys (laughs) (laughs) so thank you so much for all the love on the first episode so appreciated and i hope that maybe some new people are here with us on our second tell episode. your friends yeah tell your friends tell your boyfriends tell your moms and dads and cousins <laughs> tell everybody <laughs> tell everyone to tune in so today we have a very narrowed down topic that we want to discuss yeah. and it's going to be based around mental health struggles our own personal mental health struggles okay so before we get started i want to put a, a trigger warning a trigger warning because the last thing i want this episode to do is trigger you in any way in your mental health journey so there will be mentions of possible suicide ideation self-harming um anything along that line so if if this episode is too much for for you please don't listen to it listen to it when you are ready for it or just don't listen to it 
at all because again i don't want to harm what you're going through and have you take a step back in your journey whatsoever yes absolutely so consider that before you know you continue listening but yeah this will be a tell all um we'll get really personal with you guys about our our own struggles some mental health issues and struggles that maybe you guys can relate to or just um in general do you want do you want me to start or do you want to start um i feel like mine is longer longer. yeah so i will start talking about my personal mental health struggles um because i feel like there's more to dive into with Liv, or more she wants to dive into i should say so as a broad statement i i wouldn't say that i today present day struggle with my mental health i have in the past absolutely i'm very grateful that now at present day i do not have struggles with my mental health and i could not be more grateful for that because i see a lot of people close to me that do struggle with their mental health when i think about a struggle or a hard time that i've been through and i want to mention this because when i was in college and took psychology classes we had a class or a day that we had discussed the topic of depression and i learned something that kind of changed my whole mentality on depression because i didn't know this until my professor professor narrowed it down but i learned i basically learned the difference between clinical and situational depression. I had no idea that that was a thing, but situational depression, it's kind of self-explanatory. Certain situation or a certain thing that's going on in your life that can cause like depressive period of time or that can cause depression for like a short period of time. However, eventually you find yourself getting away from it. You know, it, it doesn't stick for the rest of your life kind of thing. Whereas clinical depression is a mood disorder and it can come and go. We'll dive more into that too, but basically it's just something that you can't control and not brought on by anything specific not any specific situation not any specific person like it's just unfortunately a chemical imbalance in your brain so you know i wanted to start off by saying that because i have definitely experienced situational depression in my life because of a number of things in in my childhood i think a big part of it was being bullied so i had been bullied for on and off i didn't start till like middle school thank god i wasn't really bullied in elementary school but in middle school I had been picked on a lot because of my weight people would bother me about it so much which was really ridiculous for me to think you know why and especially because it would be people that I never spoke to that I wasn't friends with that I probably had never said a word to in my life they were just mean kids and they would Mm -hmm. say mean things to me in the hallway and just pick on me and make fun of me because of the way that I look etc so you know that was you know if I think way back that was probably the first situation where I feel like I experienced depression because it was such a huge wave of sadness and it affected me so badly that well number one there was times where I inflicted it on other people because it was happening to me and I felt like it was cool to do that or to fit in with certain people you have to be that way you have to pick on other people or you know if it wasn't that then it was me isolating myself and I became like kind of a hermit crab where I just wanted to be in my room all the time and in bed specifically in my bed under the covers like watching movies back to back to back on my phone eating my feelings away like it was either one or the other I fell into such a severe depression to me I did not understand (laughs) I did not understand like what I did to deserve being treated that way and it made me angry at the world it made me want to stay away from the world and stay away from people so I would hide out or again vice versa or I'd have my moments where I felt like that's what you need to do to be cool that's what you need to do to fit in and like ended up becoming the aggressor or becoming the bully so that I wasn't on the other end of it so 
That was the first time I feel like I, I can remember where I experienced depression. I don't feel like that ever, unfortunately, went away completely until I lost. I did lose a significant amount of weight in like s the end of high school. Maybe I was like turning 17. I was definitely 17. I lost maybe around 80 pounds. So I started to feel a lot more comfortable in my skin. Um, it's really ridiculous, but a lot of people stopped picking on me and being mean. Um, they started actually trying to be my friend and some That's guys. Crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Some guys that used to bully me would ask me out on a date. Like, <laughs> it's laughable. It's laughable because like not even if you were the last motherfucker on earth <laughs> would I go on a date with you. And so, yeah, it's just so funny how that worked out. But that's that's when I feel like that finally went away because um, I don't know, people started to treat me differently. And not just that, but I also felt finally very comfortable in my own skin mm. and in my own body. I felt better. And that that kind of ran its course after after that. And then another big situation that I can think about where I experienced it very heavily was in my last relationship where it was very, very toxic. It became extremely abusive, like emotionally abusive, physically abusive. It was just horrible. <laughs> and it just really took its toll on me. I had experienced thoughts of suicide because I thought to myself that I was going to be stuck with this person forever, um, that I was going to have to deal with this forever. And it's not something that you could ever understand until you're in it, until you experienced such a toxic relationship because nobody falls in love with this toxic person or this toxic environment or situation at first. That's just never the way it is. You know, you're shown one version of a person and then when things get ugly or things or even just when you get comfortable, you start to see the other sides of them or the other sides of things then things really surface so that's kind of what happened in my situation I was really manipulated in the beginning of our relationship and I ended up marrying this person <laughs> Gosh, that's crazy. it's insane to that. think that I was married to this person that I definitely should not have ever been married to. But that was that was one of the worst situations I've ever been in in my life because, again, it was so unexpected that it got to the point where it got. I didn't expect that, you know, this person was going to be anything like the way that she ended up being. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was a huge surprise that she ended up just becoming this monster. And I, I won't even lie, it turned me into a, a horrible version of myself as well. And I started to replicate her behavior and it got to the point where we were both becoming monsters and like i said it, it pushed me to the point where i i you know i wanted to harm myself and i don't think ever in my life before that situation with her that i had ever had any suicidal thoughts even when i was at my lowest for being bullied any other moments in my life where i was really low were never low enough for me to think about hurting myself or, or taking my life and this this was the first time with her that I thought maybe I'd finally have peace like maybe I'd finally be at peace maybe I'd finally not have to deal with all this hurt if I would just end my life it's really sad to look back on now because again I'm a mom and I think if my daughter were to ever feel that way oh my god it would crush my heart and soul into a million pieces and I can't imagine how my mom or the people around me must have felt knowing that I was hurting to the point where I felt like I should take my life and that's really sad when I think back on it. But, you know, I got the help that I needed. I was admitted into a facility that helped me see clearly and helped me get out of that situation. And I think everything happens for a reason. And I think that relationship taught me a lot of things that I didn't want to be and a lot of traits that I did not want to have. And it helped me, I feel like, excel in my relationship now. I'm grateful every day that I'm not in those situations anymore. It really puts things into perspective when you think about an individual who has 
clinical depression who has been diagnosed with that and the fact that those things I were those things that I was feeling can come on unexpectedly to people that don't understand why or don't know how to get rid of it or don't know how to get themselves out of it makes me so sad it makes me so sad to think about because you know I I have to say how grateful I am that the depression I felt did not stick and I got myself out of it and I don't find myself in in periods or waves of depression anymore and I I just could not be more grateful I just can't stress that enough it's really not an easy thing to go through so it makes me really upset to know that a lot of people unfortunately around me and in my life struggle with it sometimes you can't get yourself out of and you have to just try to get through the day and I think it's healthy to openly talk about it because some people I feel like are scared I mean it's understandable you don't want to trigger somebody that's understandable but if you are still listening to this and you heard the trigger warning and you are still listening and maybe you can relate this is a positive step forward because sometimes when you hide and I think about my specific situation too like when I was dealing with my depression at those points in time sometimes hiding out because I was guilty of doing that I would hide from my friends and my family and from everyone because I didn't want them to know how bad it was I honestly and truly felt like sometimes that made it a lot worse because then I started to feel much more alone because I isolated myself from everybody and everything thinking that it was better that people weren't going to try to tell me how to get better or what to do better or why don't you try this or why don't you try that or even to give their judgment on my situation etc like I just didn't want any of it I wanted to avoid it I was not seeking help I did not want help I I felt like I could deal with it myself and then it did not end well for me and I found myself needing the help to get myself out of it for some people hey it's a good coping mechanism to isolate yourself and sometimes you find that it helps you and everybody's different and everyone's way of doing things are different But personally, again, because I'm talking about my personal experience with it, that was the opposite for me. Even though I thought that that's what I wanted to do or needed to do, it was not what was best for me in the end. I needed the help and I should have taken the help from the beginning. But, you know, I learned the hard way that sometimes you need you need it. That's the first step. Yeah, it is. And I'm the one who made that phone call when I had those suicidal thoughts. I I called 911 because I thought about my friends and my mom and my dad and my sisters. And I thought about how devastated they would be that I never let them know what was going on so that they could try to help me and I thought to myself let me put myself on the right path not just for myself but also for everybody around me who loves me because I know that they'll appreciate that I tried to do something good for myself because they love me so much that I know that's all they want for me and it would hurt them to know that I'm hurting to this point so I made the call and I told the operator I was scared that I was going to do something to myself that night and that I had suicidal thoughts and you know they were there at my house within like a minute or two after that it was all history because like I said I had gotten the help I needed in the facility that I was in and it was really helpful to not be near this person so I could think clearly to not have the you know, constant reminders of why I got to the point that I did. Because again, it was something brought on. It came from something and certain situations I was in. But it's also very real that way. I've heard before, you can't say that you're depressed just because, you know, this person dumped you or just because this happened to you. You can't say that. That's disrespectful to people who actually are diagnosed with depression. I argue that that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Because again, it's, it's a it's actually proven that situational depression is real. It's a real thing and people can find themselves in a severe depression due to things that have just unfolded in their lives or happened and it is so real. So those are the the situations, the unfortunate situations where I had experienced depression. Personally, I don't think I've 
dealt with any other serious mental health struggles. I will say that I did develop anxiety and my doctor told me what it was when I was pregnant towards the end of my pregnancy. I had no idea what it was that had me on edge all the time. I felt like I couldn't breathe a lot of the time. I thought that I was just getting, there's heart problems that run in my family and I thought that I was developing like heart issues or heart problems because I would have like heart palpitations and I would feel like I couldn't breathe and then it would not let me sleep and just anxious is the best way to describe how it yes. felt and I would explain this to my doctor and I'd be like what is going on with me I don't understand what this is I can't shake this feeling and when I described everything to him he's like well that's that's called anxiety my friend <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like oh my god God, I can't believe there's people that deal with this on a daily basis. I can't believe it. And again, um, I don't suffer from it anymore now, but well, throughout the first couple months of my daughter being born, it was still on, it was still really heavy. And I've heard people before downplay anxiety. And I, I can't stress this enough. It's not something you can understand until you're in it. And when I was in it, oh man, I just kept, I remember telling my boyfriend all the time, like, I would not wish this upon my worst enemy. I wouldn't wish this on anyone because this is no joke. This shit is no joke. And to feel that on edge all the time and to not really be able to stop it or control it is really insane. So that was a small period of time where I exper experienced anxiety. But again, I don't struggle with it on a daily basis. Thankfully, it was just brought on by uh, certain things, but just kills me knowing that I've experienced uh, both depression and anxiety for short periods of time in my life and that there are people that deal with it every single day of their lives and it's so sad and if you're one of those people I'm here to tell you how sorry I am that you are not in control of it. With that being said I want to let Liv talk to you guys now about her personal mental health struggles because I know there's a <laughs> lot you want to get off your chest for sure yeah. and I know you feel like there's people definitely that can relate to yeah you but and what you struggle with before i get started half of that stuff that you mentioned i didn't know really yeah so it kind of like breaks my heart really yeah well it goes back to again we like, weren't really talking during that time yeah and again it goes back to me isolating, isolating myself, myself yes. Because I didn't want people to tell me, well, just leave her. We'll just get out yeah. of that situation. I wanted to avoid that altogether. People yes. telling me, like, just wh why don't you just leave her? Like, why don't yeah. you just get out of that situation? And, you know, if you've ever been in an abusive relationship, you know, you can't just get out of it. You can't just pack your bags and leave because your abuser will find you. They will find you one way or another. They will, even if it's not physically, they're they're in your head all the time. So it's it's not so easy. But I can't believe, I mean, I, I guess I believe that I didn't tell you a lot of things because I know I know that I isolated myself from yeah. people and friends and family. And there's a lot of things that I couldn't talk about until after the fact. Yes. After I was already past my demons, I was able to kind of go back and tell people about the situations I was in. But if I had never brought it up to you, I guess maybe we just didn't talk about that situation yeah. specifically. When we had rekindled too, I feel like there was other things. Between yeah, me it was and a you. lot. It was just a yeah, lot there was other on. more important things between me and Liv to talk about yeah. then. And I was, I feel like I'm always, I'm always more interested in like what's going on with Liv. And I always want to know like what's going on with her. And of course she does ask me as well, but I feel like I want to talk more about like her for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I, I like more when we talk about your life and what's going on with yours. Cause I don't know, I, I'm like living it and going through it all the time. So I like don't want to talk about it again, but yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I'm so much more interested in what's going on in your life. <laughs> I just want to say, though, that shit almost made me cry. Aww. Because I... Oh, my God. I feel like I'm going to start crying. No! I no. love you so much. Aww. And I'm just so I'm glad that you're still here. 
and it's so Thank important you. and like i said seeking help is the first step you're not alone yeah. yep so if you feel like that please talk to someone talk to a friend talk to a family member mm -hmm. reach out to a therapist yep. it's so 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 important and we'll put in the description like which i'm sure you guys can find easily but if you also want it here right in front of you we'll link you know like hotlines or numbers that you can call or places you can reach out to to help you if you don't know where to start if you don't know who to call we'll help provide you guys with that information and yes. those outlets absolutely we are in this together friends yes. we are on this journey together and just know that you're not alone for our friends that struggle in any way that they struggle you are not alone because no. We are here to tell you that we've been there and we understand you and we hear you. So, you know, we'll provide those outlets for you guys in the description. But thank you for saying that. I love you so much. And I am also so happy that, you know, I didn't do, I didn't act upon how I felt in the moment yeah. because I was obviously not in the right mindset. Mm. And I'm just happy and thankful for the help that I got that helped me see things more clearly and help me rid of those demons so i am so grateful mm. for places like that people like that it's it's a blessing it's a blessing that we have you know the help that's available now there's a lot of Absolutely. help that's available now guys and i hope that you don't ever feel like you don't know where to turn because there is so many places to turn yes so, so i want Liv to take the floor now yes and talk to you guys about her um so as natalie said i have so much to talk about <laughs> so i would say i first started having anxiety when i was in elementary school i would get anxious whenever it came to reading out loud or doing presentations so with reading out loud it depends on if it was popcorn or if it was in order of like how the desks were in the classroom if it was in order of how the desks were i would count ahead and i would try to look for the paragraph or the page that i would get and i would read it in my head and whenever i read it in my head i sounded so good i sounded so confident i knew how to pronounce the words like i knew what i was doing you know but by the time it actually came to me i was stuttering i didn't know how to say words that i knew how to say like i couldn't pronounce them for some reason so i would have to wait for the teacher to tell me what the word is and it was just very embarrassing because looking back on it now i feel like i have such a good reading voice but i don't know what it is about reading out loud that just messes with my head so i hated that i would also sometimes go to the bathroom um <laughs> So like depending on who was next, I would go to the bathroom. I would take like the long way to the bathroom and then go to and then like be in the bathroom like stall or whatever for like a little bit and then walk back and like just kind of take the long way back or just walk around the halls until class was almost done or until I thought my part was almost done. Then presentations. I hate both of them with a passion. With a passion. I am someone that just gets very anxious and insecure whenever I am in front of a group that is looking at me. And this also, I kind of dealt with this when I was younger with my eczema because people would just look at me. So I automatically felt like I was getting judged or they were making some type of like assumption about me or they were going to make fun of me. Middle school is when I first kind of experienced some depressive episodes at the time my eczema was extremely bad i was diagnosed with eczema when i was three months old so i've dealt with it my whole life 
at that particular time my eczema was really 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 bad and i would have to wear sweatpants or long sleeves during summer because of how bad it was there were a lot of times where i was crying to my mom and i was asking her why do i have this why did god give me this and i was probably like what 13 12 like around that age where i felt so targeted weirdly enough by god because i was like why do i have to deal with this why do i have to suffer when none of none of the other kids have to suffer like why am i targeted and i felt like that for such a long time again my eczema was so bad that i wouldn't really leave the house i wouldn't really go out i wouldn't really leave my room at all so that was a very hard time for me i think my depression just got somewhat worse in high school i got into a fight with a friend of mine and i have issues with confrontation so when we were fighting or arguing whatever it was i would get so anxious when we were fighting we were literally fighting in the girls bathroom you guys and it was over something so fucking stupid but i was so anxious and i would i told her how i felt about the issue and then she just got mad and then we just stopped talking after that it really threw me for a loop because she was one of those friends that i knew that i was going to be friends with for like life so the fact that she was no longer my friend really just like hurt me a lot and the little friend group that we had they kind of took her side they would still hang out with me but i just didn't like that they were trying to get me and her back together and i was not having it and also she was not having it like i wanted nothing to do with her and I didn't like that those friends weren't listening and they were taking her side, which also hurt me a lot because I, we just kind of stopped talking, um, the little friend group that I had. High school was hard for multiple things because I was losing a lot of friends and some of them would just stop talking to me. And this is where I guess maybe my fear of abandonment comes in. I don't know because I feel like I lost so many people at a young age that it still kind of affects me to this day because whenever people would leave me that's when i would look inward and i would be like why am i not good enough why did they not stay what did i do wrong to let them leave and then i would also kind of fight my anxious thoughts like that to the point where i was like no i'm a good friend i am someone that puts a hundred percent into any relationship that i have so them leaving me is not about me you know so i would constantly kind of fight that um throughout elementary school middle school and high school and even college but high school is when i first got diagnosed with anxiety and depression and that's when i was first prescribed medication at the time my parents didn't really know much about mental health a lot it wasn't really talked about um around that time So I didn't take it. They didn't want me to take it. They were very worried about side effects. They didn't want me to be dependent on it. So I didn't take it. It sat in the cabinet for a very long time. And then going into college is where it really, really, I would say got worse for my mental health. The first year of college, I was roommates with two other girls and I went to an art school. So the art school was very small and the two girls were very nice but we just didn't click them two clicked so they would hang out and like study together and all that stuff and i was very i was just left out so i would stay in my room majority of the time 
And then after that, I moved into a tiny studio apartment. And then junior and senior year, I moved into a bigger studio apartment. I had a balcony. But after that first year, it was really, really hard for me because I was actively trying to make friends especially with the people in my major i was um i was a photography major so the photography department was like eight people and i again i was actively trying to make friends with them because i was like you know what they're in my major i'm gonna be seeing them every day like it would be amazing if i could be friends with them and it did not work it was one of those scenarios where I would tell them like, hey, let's hang out. Let's do something. Let's like study together. And they were always like, yeah, sure. Let's do that. And it never happened. And that happened a lot. So there were so many points after school where I was like crying to my mom to the point where I was telling her that I was just really struggling making friends. And I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Like again, I was going inward and i was like why am i not good enough why am i why are all these other people making friends and i'm the one that's not making friends i thought this was the place that i was going to fit in like i thought it was going to be how it is in the movies and the tv shows but it was nothing like that for me it was really the opposite and the people in my major were all friends they would hang out they had a group chat they would do like photo shoots together so i felt very very left out There were certain moments where they did try to include me, which I liked. For the majority of my time there, I felt like I didn't fit in. And I felt very unwelcome, very unwanted. So having to deal with that and then go home to an apartment where I was by myself with my thoughts for hours on end sent me into a really, really dark depression. And this is where I kind of started having suicidal thoughts for like the second time in my life. Because I was just so, I was just so sick and tired. I was sick and tired of not feeling like I was good enough. I was sick and tired of not fitting in, not having friends. And I was someone, I am someone that is just, I constantly try. So I was constantly trying to make friends. I was trying to, you know, do my part. I was trying to fit in and it was not it was not working so at this time i was seeing two therapists i was seeing like the school therapist and someone else that time was extremely hard i was also away from my parents i was three hours away from them and no one really visited me which also kind of triggered a lot for me and if they did visit me it was like once a year or like once every couple months i was just very very alone and isolated at that time i went through weeks of not having any physical touch not having any high fives not having any hugs and looking back at it now i was i needed a hug i needed a hug so goddamn badly so i read this somewhere i could be wrong But I read that you need at least like eight hugs a day to be like mentally okay. Which I, again, I could be wrong on like the the wording of it. But yeah, it was just a very hard time for me. Okay, so towards the end of college, I had to move back home because of COVID. So I ended up graduating 
during covid which i also hated for multiple things weirdly enough during covid i would get more anxiety so like i had a small business at the time and i no longer have it but i would get so anxious having to go to the post office i don't know what it was about going to the post office but it was so hard for me to do that where i would try to avoid it at all cost I'm also someone that has anxiety when it comes to making phone calls because I just don't like my voice and I feel like I'm a, I feel like I'm a sound stupid. So after my grandfather passed, it was the first serious loss that I had. So I was like, I need to see a therapist because I need to try to figure out what I'm going through because I don't really know myself. And I had so much on my mind and so much I wanted to talk about and so many things that I was dealing with that I needed to see someone. So having to make that first phone call, you guys, I was so anxious. I was I was on the verge of actual tears when I had to call my now therapist. It was really, really hard. Thankfully, we ended up playing phone tag. So when I called her, I got her voicemail. And then when she called me, she got my voicemail. But I hate phone calls with a passion. I still hate phone calls with passion. But I'm, I would say I'm kind of getting used to it now because at my job, I kind of have to make phone calls here and there. So I don't mind it. I still rather not do it. But I've been seeing a therapist for two years now and she's been absolutely amazing. And I'm just so glad that I'm able to talk about this here. And I was able to talk about it with my therapist who understood me, who helped me see different ways that I could cope with things. And I believe the more we talk about it, no, the more normalized it'll become because mental health in general is yes it's normalized yes it's out there but it's still very like stigmatized yeah. i would say Which it's almost I, like you have to be careful yes what you say yes. or like who you say it around and you know i i agree with that 100 percent with that statement so because you're talking about your therapist i want to say that i think because a lot of people don't um believe in therapy and it's mostly because well, not believe in therapy, but more like have been let down. Yes. Because, you know, you find a therapist that doesn't necessarily work for you. And I'm here to tell you guys that sometimes you have to find. Yes, you that, have to really look for, for your, a good therapist. It's hard to find. You have to find that perfect fit because I went through a couple of therapists until I found someone who finally like um, was a good fit for me. Someone who gave me a good balance of listening and feedback as well someone who was actually absorbing what I was telling them and taking the, the time to understand me and help me unravel my own mind and myself and my situations and everything. Did you also go through a couple of therapists? Yeah, in in my 26 years of life, I think I've been through four. I think I've also been through like four. Um... And they were, all, they were all women. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't want a male therapist. I feel more comfortable with a woman. Mm-hmm. And especially with my last therapist person I'm currently seeing, she is Hispanic. So since mm. I'm Hispanic, she will understand the Hispanic culture and how we are. Yes. So it's very relatable. Absolutely. And I, I think I also went through maybe like four, it, four, maybe five. Very true. You have to consider a lot of things yes. like even though it may seem a little silly, when I say it, it's very true. Like you, sometimes you have to consider age, like ethnicity, like yes. re, like male or female, location, even like all these things matter if you find yourself not relating right off the bat to 
a therapist. Yes. Consider these things. Well, maybe I'll feel more comfortable talking to a guy if this is a guy um, or vice versa. You know, maybe I'll feel more comfortable talking to an older woman. Maybe I'll feel more comfortable talking to someone closer to my age yeah. who may be able to understand A, B, and C. And I've I know a lot of people who've given up on therapy just because they tried one therapist. It didn't work out. And they're like, no, that, that doesn't work. Every therapist yes. is different. And I urge you that if you're someone who has given up on therapy or had a bad experience with therapy to please give it another try, because I'm telling you, your person is out there. Yeah. Your match is out there. Liv has been telling me how absolutely, absolutely like just in love with her therapist she is because she really understands you yeah and i've been with her for two years so she knows she knows me at that yeah. at this point she like says things before you even say it's like she'll <laughs> i know her so well she, yeah like it's just the connection there is crazy and that's yeah. how it should be you know if you don't feel a connection with your therapist consider you know finding a new therapist because yes. if there's not a connection there then you know what are you guys doing there you know what i yeah. mean you have to feel connected to that person you have to feel comfortable with this person and when you check those things off the list then I think your experience will be better yeah with your therapist i think going to a therapist just alone will help you see so many things differently and help you cope with anything and everything that you've been through yes so it's not just like dealing with anxiety or depression like i truly truly believe seeing a therapist will help you become a better person we're obviously very pro therapy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like we always say it like we're like i wish my mom would take therapy i wish my dad would take therapy i yes. wish my cousin my aunt, yeah. just anyone every, everybody yes. needs it but I it's everybody needs it's it. not just a bash on that person it's just a like Every we always say it everyone should see a therapist yeah because everyone's been through things in their life that have impacted them today yeah. as people and sometimes like unraveling that with somebody like an outsider who, who can't really pass judgment on you like maybe a family member could or like a friend or a boyfriend or something it's a whole different ball game yeah. and we are just so pro therapy that we always say like I, I wish everyone in our lives would take therapy so everyone could heal from their traumas or just heal from you know the things it's that so they've important. been through yeah therapy is so, great so therapy has done things for me that i could never <laughs> it gives you a different perspective on everything oh my God. so then you can see oh, oh well i actually fucked up here but i didn't yes. know that yes and i could have done this differently like it's so again like we're very pro, <laughs> pro therapy. it's very eye-opening yeah it is it's very eye-opening and it makes you very self-aware. Yes. I feel like it made me extremely self-aware um, after going through so many years of therapy. They just really make you, uh, they make you become so much more aware of yourself and your decisions and your actions. And it just, I think it made me such a better person. Yeah. I and think. it's, it's funny too, because again, I've been seeing my therapist for two years now. So whenever I bring something up, she'd be like, well, Liv, this stems from this happening a couple years ago. Exactly. And it's insane because I'm a very self-aware person and I won't even see that when it's in front of me. Yep. So the fact that I can talk to someone else and she can pinpoint, like, oh, this happened because this happened a couple years ago and this is bringing you back to that moment. Exactly. Like, they're uh, invested they're invested in your life they they're invested are. like the fact that she can stop you and be like oh well remember this happened when you were a kid yeah. and you're like shit i didn't even think about that and she's yeah, like well this is why processing everything that we went through as a kid because it's still i believe it still affects us to this day oh absolutely things that happen in your childhood will carry on into your adulthood if pushed back and swept yeah. under the rug and you gotta you know? process it absolutely absolutely constantly overthinking oh what am i gonna have for dinner today 
what's going to happen next week? What's going to happen this? Like I'm constantly overthinking and I'm never really present. And my therapist mentioned this to me when I was first seeing her. I might get this mixed up, but she said, when you have anxiety and depression, anxiety, you're always living. I th- oh my God, I'm going to forget it. Anxiety, you're always living in the past. No, you're always living in the future and depression, you're always living in the past. So you're never really present. Wow. I'm like thinking about it and it's just it's like a glass shattering moment. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. Because when you're having when anxiety, you sit again, in- you're overthinking about every yes. single thing, especially with me, because I feel like I have social anxiety as well. So like I will have an inner dialogue of like, okay, this girl over here, I want her to be my friend. And I'm having the discussion in my head of like how I'm going to approach her, what I'm going to say, what she's going to say. And I'm just diving more deep into it to the fact that I just don't talk to her. Yes. Because I psych myself out of it. Mm. Mm. So, again, when I was on medication, that was all clear. Wow. And just, like, empty. And I was just in the moment working and doing life, which was, like, insane. And I know there's different doses and different, Yes, and there's different medications, so you have to find the right dosage, the the right medication. Again, talk to your therapist. Have a... Uh, a dialogue with them let them know what's working what's not working so they can help you yes because again you're you know you guys hearing straight from someone who gave it a try who has actually been diagnosed with depression and has that chemical imbalance in her brain and she gave it a try and she felt good when she was on it and she felt like very clear-headed and clear-minded and obviously when she's not on the medication does not feel that way so you know knowing that if you're someone who's debating if you should give it a try or not would you say that people should give it a try i would say so also we're not doctors so just take everything we say with like a grain of salt absolutely just to get that out there because i don't want anybody saying like oh liv said to take medication i'm gonna take you know yes Um, yes but i but if it's suggested try if it's suggested and prescribed to you, um, like it was for you. Yeah. And again, like she was even skeptical, like you said, when you were was, first it given was ex- it. It was so hard for me to actually acknowledge that I needed medication. Yes. Um, the thought is scary and that's it's understandable. It's so scary. And yeah. nobody, again, was really like on my side, but everybody was like, Liv, you want to take it? Take it. Yes. And something that I started doing the first, I would say, a couple weeks that I started the medication is I would write down the day that I took it and what difference I noticed. Wow, that's such a good idea. So if you notice any difference, either positive or negative, write it down. So when you have your appointment with your therapist to talk about it, you can say, well, I've been on it for two weeks and I felt this, this, and this. It's not helping me. Exactly. Can we try something else? Exactly. Or if it's working positive, mention it and tell them that it's not helping you because then maybe it might be something on their side where they have to give you something different. That's my suggestion. I say try it, see how it goes. Okay, so let me ask you some questions now. Okay. So in terms specifically to your anxiety, what do you find helps you? Because I'm sure there's people listening that can relate and have severe anxiety. What would you, and if they wanted your suggestion or what you do to help, I guess, calm yourself down if you're really finding yourself having severe, severe anxiety, whether you're in a social event or um in any other case like what would you suggest to someone to help what helps put you back in your element like what helps put you back in a calm place that's a good question 
um for me personally i feel like listening to music really helps kind of just get my head out of my thoughts what else i feel like maybe going for a walk just trying to, to just trying to distract my mind for a little bit helps i also kind of do like positive affirmations where i talk to myself and i'm like you're fine nothing's wrong everything's okay you're safe and i try to tell myself that especially when i whenever i had to do like presentations i would write down in my notebook like you're okay everything is fine i would feel like it helped me a little bit but then the anxiety once i was there didn't help me at all but i would say listening to music maybe reading a book going for a walk anything to kind of take your mind off it for a little bit okay and you'll start to see it it'll kind of like dwindle down okay okay that's my little two cents (laughs) i like that you said sometimes you'll like talk to yourself in your head and you'll say you're okay like you're okay i feel like that's such a self-loving thing yeah like to be able to comfort yourself and try to get yourself like i I found that like when i do that i feel really in tune with myself and i feel absolutely i I like doing that because it makes me feel like like I love and care for myself that yeah. I don't need someone else to come and give me a hug that I don't need someone else to come and tell me it's going to be okay like if I can do that for myself like I feel like that's a big thing yeah and it's a really big improvement like when I think about in the past when I used to be really mean to myself and think mean things and tell myself mean things in my head like fast forward to now where it's kind of the opposite and I won't let myself feel this way if the negative yeah, thoughts I, come I on you have to talk to yourself. you have to yeah it's really it's really comforting I feel like it's more comforting sometimes than someone else doing it yeah because you really it's it's just a sense of like you you know i i love myself i want to yes. make myself feel better like yeah. i don't want to think these negative things about myself so i i love that you said that 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 yeah, was a good thing to take away from this friend yeah because <laughs> with my brain i'm always fighting my anxiety and i'm always fighting my depression like especially if i'm not talking to any of my friends my anxiety is like well they don't love me and then my depression is like well they don't care about you like Mm. they'll both fight each other and it'll get into my head to the point where i believe it and then sometimes i have to stop myself and be like no they're going through life they're going through something everybody's busy everybody has school everybody has jobs so i have to kind of take myself out of it and do positive affirmations and talk to myself everything is okay you're fine (laughs) your anxiety is lying to you your depression is lying to you like you are okay this is just all in your head don't listen to it and it's hard to listen to that sometimes it really really is especially if you've had it for years and you're used to all the negative talk i think the more positively that you talk to yourself the more it'll help with your anxiety and your depression okay and what would you say in terms to your depression if you find yourself severely depressed and you know you said that recently because of um your your brother's passing that this past year you found yourself uh very depressed again so what are some things what are some suggestions you have for when you're feeling really really heavy in that yeah um, to help pull yourself out of it like what are good things Um, that work for you yeah because i feel like sometimes i do things to help me and then other times i kind of just let myself sit in it for a couple days okay but what helps me out but i know i'm sorry to interrupt you but i know from what you've told me that that works for you because half the time you don't want to be in it so long like if you have to be at work or if you have to be whatever but then other times you also tell me like i don't want to keep this bottled up inside like i think it's okay to cry i think it was good i think it was good that i let this cry out i think it was good 
good that I let myself feel the sadness today. Like I think yeah. the fact that you let yourself feel it sometimes and then also other times you do what you need to to get out of it is a good balance. I, yes. I, I think you have a good balance there. Yeah, because I, I kid you not, I was literally, I sent Natalie a voice note like what, two days ago and I was literally crying Um, and I was slightly depressed at that time. So I feel like whenever you are depressed, I think, again, this is all, this is my own personal experience, my opinion. I believe it's okay for you to feel that and acknowledge that. And if you need to cry, cry, because I think your body needs to let that out. Um, but going into what helps me, I feel like working out really helps me. Um, it makes me feel really, really good about myself. I love working out. I used to hate working out. Same. I used to hate it so much, but now I would go on the treadmill. I would put music music on i would put a movie on so i'm not looking at the numbers i'm not looking at the calories i'm not looking at any of that i'm watching a movie literally listening to music i'm singing i'm doing like a full concert and a runway and i feel amazing that helps me so much i say going out in nature helps me so much whenever i'm super into nature and being out in the world so i feel like whenever i'm out in nature i appreciate everything i appreciate the trees i appreciate the wind just everything because i feel like whenever we're really deep into work or school or our mental health we we don't stop to acknowledge how beautiful the world is even though it, it is very ugly at sometimes but it's so beautiful i could not agree so more it's like sometimes when i really need to pick me up i'll go out with my daughter and we'll just take a walk and you know fall's my favorite season yeah. so now especially it's so pretty when we go out for a walk and we see the leaves changing color leaves falling like just nature running its course it is just such a pick-me-up I, I could not agree with that more and with the exercise. I'm like so with you so far with yeah. everything you're saying. Like I'm just nodding my head like hell yes. And so those are your two big ones? I would say so, yeah. I think okay. those I could those not agree really more. I could not agree more. I could not agree more. Yeah. But I also would like to end this session with I I don't know if anybody else have been told this, but I don't like I don't like it at all. I've been told twice in my life, whenever I would bring up that I'm anxious or I'm depressed or anything like that, I was told that I have a good life. And just talking about it now is bringing me back and it's pissing me off. Because it does not matter how good your life is. You can still deal with anxiety. You can still deal with suicidal thoughts. Like literally look at all the celebrities that have dealt dealt with anxiety. That have dealt with depression. That even sadly passed by suicide. Like look at them. They, they're rich. They got their life together. They have a big house. They have a good life. But yet they still struggle. So again, having a good life. I hate that term so much. Especially when it's brought up to someone who's, who's literally struggling every single day. Having a good life doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean squat shit stop saying it i've also been asked multiple times when i am depressed why am i depressed and there are moments where i could say i can pinpoint exactly why i'm depressed and there are also moments when i can't pinpoint why i'm depressed because i've dealt with it for so long and it comes in waves and i can't tell you why i'm depressed today like i can't and to be bombarded with well why are you depressed well you never told me why you're depressed i cannot tell you I have dealt with it for 10 years. It comes and it goes. Today I'm depressed. I don't know why. Like it it pisses me off so much. And I hate that people are like that. They don't try to ask like, well, what can I do to help you or anything like that? Instead of just being so, I don't want to say negative, but like kind of negative about it. It seems say, like they want an answer. I can't give and you And they one. can't, like, yeah. You know? And they don't understand that you you yourself don't even have the answer to why. No, I wish I could. <laughs> like I so, honestly wish I could. 
if there's anything you guys take away from this, if you don't, um, if you're an outsider and you don't necessarily struggle with this, but know people who do, don't don't tell them that. Even though it may be coming from <laughs> a good place, a good place. Maybe you are trying to remind them of the good things in their life. Okay, I'll play devil's advocate for a second. <laughs> Let's say you're you think in your head like, oh, if I remind them of all the the nice house they have, the beautiful family they have, and the nice cars, and maybe it'll remind them like, oh, maybe I sh- don't have to be so sad. Whatever. Yeah. A small part of me gets where you're coming from, but from somebody on the other side who has depression and who has heard that and is telling you guys that that is not something you say to them don't don't ever say no, that to I, someone I don't who's like depressed it. I it so it's not it's not the, it doesn't help it's not the right choice of words no it is actually a slap in the face you would say right yeah i would say so because you know again it's it's absolutely true like you've seen plenty of celebrities who are filthy rich who have everything they could ever ask for materialistic wise and still have taken their lives from because they're so severely depressed yeah. and because of the battles they deal with in their head you know the the materialistic things are not going to cure your depression yes. okay maybe it'll make you feel it'll make you feel happy at certain points but the chemical imbalance in your brain is not going to just be cured because of a nice car or a nice house like that's not the way it works so please be careful with your choice of words friends and be considerate of people's feelings and again instead of demanding an answer as to why someone feels depressed why are they depressed try to consider just offering you know that your help in any way that you can rather than demanding an answer because you have to understand sometimes there is no answer yes there is no answer i feel like if you are in the the position to want to help someone why don't you take them out for a walk take them outside because we're giving you guys the tools here i feel like whenever (laughs) i'm depressed i feel so i feel so alone and i feel so unloved and to have someone reach out to, to you and be like well you don't have to talk we can just hang out in a room we can just listen to music. We can just watch a movie. We can go out, do whatever. It's such a comfort feeling. Offer your presence. Yeah, to know that, hey, I'm actually not alone. I actually have people that love you. That tells your brain and your depression that it's wrong. That you have people, you have an outlet, you have someone you can talk to, you have things that you can do, you have someone that genuinely cares about you. And even if you're depressed and you don't want to talk, you could do that together, which I like. Couldn't have said it any better. Could not have said it any better. (laughs) So friends, we want to know, hopefully you guys feel open enough to, you know, talk to us about your own personal experiences with your, you know, mental health or if you've dealt with any of the things that, you know, we talked about or if there's something on the outside that you guys deal with and that you want to tell us about or that you would like us to talk about. Mm reach out to us please we like i said on the first episode you guys engaged with us and it meant the world and yes i hope reach that out. send us a dm you can send us an email at happy dreamers at gmail gmail yeah. question mark <laughs> we'll put all the ways we'll put all the ways you can interact with us in the description again and we can't wait to hear from you guys and you know hear your take on this and hear yes and know, i hope this helped in any form yes i hope you guys whatsoever. take something away from this you know whether it be relating whether it be from an outsider's perspective how you can help someone else who's struggling or the suggestion for therapy medication i hope you guys took something positive away from this because that's our hope with this episode to you let you guys in on you know our demons and what we've been through but also so you guys cannot feel alone and so you guys can understand us a little bit better yeah of course and if you have anything that you want us to dive more deep into tell us yes tell us (laughs) because then we can dedicate a whole 
episode just to diving deep into that topic. That's right. That's right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again to our second episode. Yes, thank you. We love you guys. We love you, our dreamers. Yeah. And yeah, let us know. Let us know about yes, your... let us know. Let us know. Yes, about your personal mental health struggles and also how your mental health has been this week. We love you guys and we can't wait to hear from you. Have a good day. Have a good day. Have a good week, friends. See you next time. Bye. Bye.